I quit my job, but now I'm desperate, depressed, and frustrated. Do you love your work? Do you think it's possible? Well, you're about to find out. It's time for 48 Days to the Work You Love with Dan Miller on the 48 Days Online Radio Show. Whether you need a professional tune-up or a work overhaul, this is the program for you. Now, here's your host, Dan Miller. Well, you're listening to the 48 Days Radio Show, where each week we take 48 minutes to dive into real-life questions about finding your passion, deciding what kind of life you want to live, and then finding or creating work that allows you to show up every day, excited to be able to do something that's meaningful, fulfilling, and profitable. Hey, welcome to the 48 Days Radio Show. You know, you may wonder, why is it 48 minutes? Is that an odd time? Well, it comes from my book, 48 Days to the Work You Love, and that uh, continues to inspire and guide people, for which I'm thankful. And uh, the 48 has become kind of a well-known moniker around here, so a lot of things are 48, so it just works out pretty well. I've asked listeners, should I make it shorter? No. Should I make it longer? Well, that'd be okay, but seems like a kind of sweet spot to just make it about 48 minutes. We don't want to make it artificially that if we finish ahead of time, no problem. But I always have a lot of questions that have come in from you, the listeners. Today is no exception. Here's some of the ones we'll be looking at today. Dan, what are your top recommendations for events in 2018? I'll talk about that. Joanna and I have just kind of mapped out our calendar I've got flights, hotels, things pretty well mapped out for the entire year of things that we're going to be attending. I'll tell you what some of those are. Someone wants to know, should I self-publish my work through Amazon and the Kindle self-publishing outlet? I've got more writing questions today. So we're going to spend a little time giving you some resources for that. If you're a writer, how do I copyright my written material? How do I self-promote when self-publishing? And then, of course, what you heard in the opening there, Dan, I just quit a job that I hated. Now I'm desperate, depressed, and frustrated. Well, there are some solutions. There are some immediate steps and some long-term steps. And we'll talk about those. Got a poem from our buddy Cliff Feitner, active member over at 48 Days Eagles, who today's poem says, So they don't like the things that you've done. Let them go and have their fun. There's a world out there full of people who care, and you'll have your day in the sun. Love that. Love the sentiment there. I love the message. I love hearing from people who are getting their day in the sun. We're going to tell you about some of those. I always get input from people during the week, week after week, about things that people are doing where they've taken massive action and have changed their lives dramatically. Well, speaking of action, here's our quotation for today. It comes from Seth Godin, who says, We don't take action because we believe. We believe because we take action. Now think about that a minute. Sometimes we have to wait and be convinced before we take action. No, taking action is part of the process of then increasing our level of belief. And I talk to people about that every single day where, oh, I'm not sure that would work. Gee, what's the guarantee? You know, well, get in the game, get in the game and you'll see the benefits. You'll see the results come over a period of time. It's like loving your wife, you know, loving your spouse. You know, when can you identify? When did that happen? What well, wasn't one particular instance 
probably. It's something that happened over a period of time with a whole lot of fun deposits. And then all of a sudden you realize, hey, this is pretty cool. Well, we got some good news stories. Got some really fun good news. I love these stories about people just doing good things and good things happening. So here's a, a homeless man who helped a woman with his last $20. Now, here's what happened. Kate McClure had never run out of gas before. So when she pushed the limits of her fuel light, found herself rolling to a stop outside of Philadelphia with an empty gas tank last month, she was nervous. She was about to start hiking to the nearest gas station when Johnny wandered up to her. Now, Johnny was walking along the side of the road. He's a homeless veteran of the U.S. Marine Corps. He asked her if she was okay. He saw that she pulled over and knew something was wrong. And um, Kate says, he told me to get back in the car and lock the doors. A few minutes later, she saw this guy returning to her car with a gas can in hand. He had used his last $20 to buy the gas. Well, she didn't have the cash to repay Johnny's kindness that night. And he was like, that's no problem. No problem at all. So she has been regularly stopping by his street corner to drop off warm clothing, water, money, and food, all of which he shares with his two other homeless friends. Well, she saw his gratitude, how he responded, how he shared freely with other friends. So she decided she was going to do more than just that. She said, I wish I could do more for this selfless man who went out of his way just to help me that day. Such a great guy. And talking to him each time I see him makes me want to help him more and more. So she started a GoFundMe campaign to raise money for Johnny. And it's already raised over $40,000. Kate says, with the money, I want to get him his first and last month's rent at an apartment, a reliable vehicle, and four to six months worth of expenses. He's very interested in finding a job, and I believe that with a place to be able to clean up every night and get a good night's rest, his life can get back to being normal. Now, you know, there's a lot of reasons for people being homeless. I mean, I a couple of years ago, we were at a Christmas party, and the Santa that they had selected was a homeless guy. Now, he was a retired um, a train, worked, worked for the, on the train company, so he got a pension every month a pension check, as well as his social security. There was a, a local little restaurant that he frequents that allowed him to use their address to get those two pieces of mail that were pretty important to him. So he had income coming in, but he just chose to be homeless. No responsibilities, no utility payments. There are so many resources here in Nashville. He just thought it was, you know, the life of leisure of be, he, technically being homeless. But uh, he was a delightful Santa Claus. He had chosen to do that. Now, certainly not everybody chooses to be homeless. But um, when you find somebody who really does need a hand up, it's wonderful to be able to give them some help and maybe start them on a new path of life again. Now, here's one. This, this blows my mind. Here was a guy living in a shack. And he was saved by a worthless blanket that he had. Now, six years ago, this just happened. This just happened last week. So six years, this, I mean, it, it happened, this was November 21st, 2017. Six years ago, Lauren Kaiser was living in a shack, scraping by on his $200 a month disability checks from a car accident he had back in 2007. It cost him his leg, left him out of work. Well, 
as somebody in that situation, he watched a lot of TV. He was watching, he lives in Leona Valley, California. He was watching an episode of Antique Roadshow when he saw a rare Navajo Indian blanket that was worth like half a million dollars. Now, he was shocked because he happened to own a Navajo blanket that looked a whole lot like the one he just saw on TV. Now, the blanket had been passed down through his family. His great-grandfather got it from a reservation back in the 1800s. After his grandmother passed away, his mother and sister had pillaged the entire house and left nothing behind except this dirty blanket. But upon seeing this auctioneer's episode, Lauren thought, is there any possibility that this blanket that I've had, you know, living in abject poverty myself, is there any possibility that it could be worth something? He went to a couple auctioneers and they turned him down, but he approached John Morin auctioneers, found out that he had, in fact, struck gold. Now, when I say that this happened just a week ago, the story has been popularized. It happened enough time ago that some other things have taken place here. I'll tell you what those are. So he agreed to put the uh, blanket up for auction. The auction house said, yeah, they'll do it. They, they told him first when they looked at it, they said they think it could bring as much as $150,000. Well, he thought that's sure a step up based on his, you know, what he was getting his $200 a month disability checks. That'd be pretty cool. So he went there. It was a very short bidding session, 77 seconds. And that blanket sold for $1.5 million, $1.5 million. Now, after taxes and fees, he was given $1.3 million. Now he obviously changed his life. Now, this is one of those where in looking what he did, he bought two houses, a fancy customized car, a motorcycle. You know, it looks like he'll probably blow through that pretty quickly. Hopefully he'll use it well to improve his life rather than just having momentary pleasures about consumable goods. But uh, that's another story. We'll see how it plays out. But can you imagine that? Having a blanket that you thought was just worthless and it ends up bringing one point. Five million dollars. Maybe you ought to look around your house. Who knows what you've got there? It made me think, well, what do I have out in a garage that I have had passed down from my grandfather and grandmother? May have value. I don't know. I don't think I've got anything, but it sure makes you look through new eyes when you hear a story like that. Well, here's another story. This is a 16 year old kid who had been in the foster care system since he was five years old. And he just figured that was his life. Well, then he met a teacher that he had, Benny Berry, met a teacher. And after getting to know her, he asked if she would adopt him, 16 years old. Well, things unfolded. She loved his responsibility, how he handled himself, his eagerness to learn and all that. She finally set up some kind of guidelines, said, if you complete these things, you know, I'll consider it. Well, he did. So just last week, they officially became mother and son. Now, that's pretty interesting. Uh, She says, I have a son. I'm more than elated. I have a son for the rest of my life. You know, those kind of stories certainly are not common, but they do happen. I mean, I think about a, 
a young lady who Joanne, my wife, met at the Tennessee Prison for Women. Well, this gal had been there for quite some time, but she had a real attraction to Joanne. They became friends, and she wrote this passionate letter to Joanne that essentially asked the same thing, said that she knew she was going to get out at some point, but she wanted Joanne to adopt her. Well, she was a grown woman at that point, you know, had a child waiting on her to get back out of prison, but Joanne was touched. And Joanne's a pretty good, uh, a pretty good judge of character. She can pick winners, and she did. And so she, in essence, obliged Catherine with her request not to officially adopt her, but met her the day after she was released, took her to various stores and got supplies. We helped her get a place to live. Uh, we gave her a car. I took her to a first job interview. And she has proven herself to be a worthy investment of time, energy, and money. She's done extremely well. That's been actually about eight years ago now and continues to do really well. She's a dear friend of our families. I mean, we know her well. What she does, we invite her over to the house and just one of those where she asked. I mean, she reached out and asked. And in fact, we responded, who knows, you know, uh, what I want to encourage you to be the kind of person that somebody would ask to adopt them. I mean, what a cool thing. What an honor that would be. Be the kind of person that someone would be so drawn to that they want to be part of your family. Well, here's, I got an audio message here from Latanya who just talks about some of the things that she's done in the last couple of years. It's an encouraging story. We'll go, th- I'll play that. It's just very short. And uh, then we'll go into some more questions. Hi, Dan. This is Latanya Powers. Hey, I called you a couple of years ago, maybe a year or two. I'm not sure at this point. Um, anyway, at that point, I was about to close the business, was really going through some things, and you actually facilitated um, a talk between me and your bookkeeper, which helped because we have similar businesses. Well, I was just calling to let you know that since then, I have fired several customers, gained several more, have actually raised my prices, and hired my first employee. And business is up, uh, my income this year is up 16% over last year. And so I just wanted to say thank you uh, for everything that you do for us through the 48 Days podcast and all of your other materials. It's really having a wonderful um, effect on my life and I know on others as well. Um, You also gave a challenge at one point to spend the first part of our day in exercising and positive meditation or positive reading or other positive materials actually began to do that as well. And again, um, the results have been wonderful. And so I just wanted to say thank you again. God bless. Well, thanks, Latanya, for your note. I love it when people take action and uh, make the changes that they're wishing, hoping, and praying for. Latanya is certainly an example of that. I've got a lot of resources today. You might want to grab a pen and pencil, have it, or pen and paper, have it handy. Um, I'll put links in the show notes. They're going to be pretty extensive because of some of the things that I want to share with you here. One of those is a life assessment score that you can get. Now, this is something my friend, Michael Hyatt, you know that Michael and I have been friends. Our wives are friends, Joanna and Gail, and uh, he has a, a life assessment instrument out that's really pretty cool. You know, I'm a big 
believer in setting goals. We're right here at the end of the year. We've got our 48 days goal setting guide, and I want you to have clear goals set in multiple areas of your life. Be clear about what you want 2018 to look like. So how would you score yourself now? in like health and fitness, or what about finances, or what about relationships, personal development? How would you score yourself? Well, there's actually a tool that he's developed. I mean, I went through it. I got an 83, which is not as high as I wanted, and it clearly pointed out that I need to have more success in areas outside of work. I'm too work-focused. Now, I love my work, but that shouldn't be an excuse for eliminating other things in my life. But it really helped me see some of that. I'll put a link for you. It's again, one of a complicated URL, but look for the discover your unique life score. Now I'll put that in the show notes for today's podcast. Just go to 48days.com, click on podcast, and you'll see the notes there. You can click on that. It's a free assessment. Take you about five or 10 minutes to do it. It took me about five But go through it, and it's really insightful in the kind of feedback that it gives you. So look for that link on Discover Your Unique Life Score now. Now, I want to mention as well another resource. This is from Aaron Kerr, who is an active member of 48 Days Eagles community. He's the one who has done a lot of work in the public domain area. Public domain meaning written books that are in the public domain. So he's done a compilation of Anne of Green Gables, other things, but he has a course that's available and he's cut the price in half. I asked him to extend it for a few days rather than cutting it off last Friday. So he's extended it. It's $48. I I was probably one of the first to get it. I've got it all laid out. Joanne and I are going to sit down and go through it together. It looks like it's going to take us probably three or four hours to go through it. It's a $48 course. I'm going to put a link, but how to generate passive income by publishing public domain content. It's something that intrigues me greatly. There's so much wealth of wisdom out there in the public domain uh, books where that are readily available. And if you simply just get it, you can revise it, update it, whatever you want to do. I've done that with things like acres of diamonds in the public domain, but we're going to, Joanne and I are going to go through it. We're excited about pulling some things out of the public domain and turning those into products in 2018. And I'll put that link in for that course on public domain material. I'll put that in the show notes as well. All right, now this comes from Justin. It says, I have a goal of matching my side hustle income with my primary income by the end of 2018. The main components of my business currently are a podcast for promotion and a men's mastermind group. I'm going to attend one to three events in 2018 to network and grow myself in this business. What are your top recommendations? Thanks in advance, you rock. Well, thanks for your question, Justin. Let me tell you some of the events that I'm going to go to. I'm going to tell you some of those, and then I'm going to play a little interview clip that I did with Michael Stelzner, who is the founder of Social Media Marketing World. That's the next one that I've got coming up. Uh, Joanne and I'll be going to that in February of 2018. It starts on February 28th. Again, I'll put a link to that. I'll put my affiliate link for going there. And if you use my affiliate link and show up there, I'll tell you what we're going to do as well here in a little bit if you come to Social Media Marketing World. But that's certainly one that I'll go to. Also, um, I just uh, purchased my ticket and hotel reservations for podcast movement. That's going to be in Philadelphia in July. And for podcasters, obviously, I love 
the podcasting world, and it's a chance to go there to polish my skills, to learn other people who are doing things well. So I'll certainly be there as well in July. Uh, Jeff Goins Tribe Conference will be happening in October here in Franklin. Igniting Souls Conference, that's Carrie Oberbrunner, longtime friend. That's happening in Columbus, Ohio. That'll be taking place in October as well. CES, that's the big conference for people who sell online our friend Jim Cockrum, absolute must if you're selling online. I don't know what the dates are for the 2018 conference, but it's usually September, October. I'll give you more information or you can just go search on that. But uh, uh, certainly I'll be giving you more information as we get closer to that. Uh, Cliff Ravenscraft, a longtime podcasting friend, is doing an event called Free to Dream. That's going to be in September here in Franklin, Tennessee. We'll have more details on that coming up. Unpolished. Now, I've never been to this conference, but I've seen promotion for it. Uh, The subtitle is The Intersection of Faith and Entrepreneurship, which is a topic that really intrigues me. And I know some people who went to last year's conference, they raved about it. It's one that I'll be checking on. So there again is a list. I'll put the list of those just uh, just on list. You can check those out. Any of those that you're going to go to, it'd be a delight to meet you. Now, one of the things that I am going to go to, I mentioned is social media marketing world. Social media marketing world is the biggie. I mean, that, that there'll be 3000 people there. It's in San Diego, beautiful place that we like to go. And, and I, I go every year. I mean, this is, I think the fourth year they've had it. I've been there every year, but it's a place where I, not just get new information. It's a place where I get to meet people who have been mentors of mine, colleagues of mine. You know, that's, I've been going to seminars for years and years and years, I mean, many years. That's where I was able to meet mentors of mine, people that I was listening to, people whose books influenced me as a young guy, people like Zig Ziglar and Brian Tracy and Mark Victor Hansen. And then, of course, more recently, Michael Hyatt, Brendan Broussard, others like that. But I go to conferences to meet people like that. And all those people I had, the, you know, I've had the privilege of meeting personally. And I continue to go to conferences to build relationships with people that you hear us talk about, like John Lee Dumas, Entrepreneur on Fire, Pat Flynn, Smart Passive Income, Chris Ducker, Youpreneur. I mean, those are people that I meet, hang out with, have lunch, you know, do fun things with at conferences like this. So a lot of what happens at these conferences is not just getting new information, but it's building relationships with people who can open doors of opportunity like you've never dreamed of. And at Social Media Marketing World, I'm going to be doing a panel with um, Natalie Ekdahl and Amy Porterfield. Again, names you may recognize. And our panel is going to be on how to monetize your podcast. We're going to be going through all the different things that are possible that you can do with the podcast. Well, let me play this interview I did with Michael because I ask him questions just like you're probably asking, you know, when, when information is so easy to get, why do you continue to go to live conferences that may require airline flights, hotels, meals out and all that? Check out this interview I did with Michael. Well, hey, Michael, it's a delight to have you on. People have heard me talk for years about social media marketing world. So I'm delighted to have you on here to give us a little more insight. What is social media marketing world? Well, I think the best way to explain social media marketing world is it's a big conference in San Diego where where people come from all over the world to 
connect with other marketers and business owners and creators and really refine their craft, whatever that craft happens to be. All right. Now, you gave kind of a broad spectrum there of people who attend. So who should attend? You know, we've got a lot of diversity in my listening audience. Who should attend Social Media Marketing World? Well, first of all, if you care about marketing at all, you should consider coming to Social Media Marketing World. And that could be anyone who owns a business, anyone who is aspirational and wants to start something. But I would say the vast majority of the people that attend Social Media Marketing World are people that are either working for or owning small businesses. We're talking like less than 20 employees. And what they're trying to do is figure out an economical way to get more exposure, to stand out in the world, and they know that Facebook and Instagram and all the social platforms are something they need to dive deeper into, but they don't know exactly how. Wow, that's a great synopsis. I love that. And that includes a lot of people, but it's also very clear as to who is a candidate. All right, now here's here I'm going to throw you a curveball, Michael. You can handle this. With so much information available online, I mean, I can jump online and uh, I can go through, you know, Amy Porterfield's material about Facebook. I can look at different people's information about blogging and I can go to Pat Flynn's information. What are the special benefits of attending a live conference like Social Media Marketing World? Well, first of all, each of those people you mentioned and hundreds more like them will be there live in person. And I think one of the best advantages is actually being surrounded by people that are the best in their class and people that want to learn from the best in their class. Dan, you know this. You've been going to conferences for years. When you rub shoulders with people that are all there with a common objective and mission, something special happens. People develop masterminds. People find business partnerships. People finally get off the mark on something they've been wanting to do forever, and they move forward in that. There's just something cool when all these thousands of people are coming together over three days for, for a common purpose, and it's almost hard to explain for someone who hasn't really been to an event before. Oh, my. Yeah, you, you are so right. I mean, I so value live events. After all these years of going to events, I know, like everybody else, information is readily available. But there's something so magical about rubbing shoulders, like you described, being together. Now, not only is that true of most conferences, but there are some really unique things that people will only experience at Social Media Marketing World. Tell us about a couple of those. Well, we kind of take networking to an entirely new level, as you know, Dan. Uh, our opening night party is on an aircraft carrier, which is very unique. The second you walk onto that aircraft carrier, you're given a bingo card, and you're encouraged to start networking with strangers. And immediately out of the gate, you start making connections. While you're at the conference, everybody has little stickers on their name badges that indicates whether they're a podcaster, a blogger, whether they're in you know this kind of industry or that kind of industry. We have an entire 90,000 square foot space with tables with signs on them. And people sit down at these tables and they network with each other, whether you're in the faith-based or in the educational institutions. We have a networking embassy and networking ambassadors. We call them the blue shirts walking around just to service you and try to allow you to find the kinds of people that you want to connect with. I mean, and, and the list just goes on and on and on. We kind of take these connections and make it easy for everyone. 
Wow. You know, Joanna and I absolutely love your conference. You know that I don't know of another conference that is more organized and so many small touches put together. The gals who walk around during the breaks just before sessions are ready to start again and and play the little harps. What a beautiful touch. Your sea of volunteers. I've never seen a volunteer staff that's so eager to help. They're not there just to do an assigned job. They're so eager to help at every turn. It's it really is magical. Now we have hundreds of people that we uh, that we put through days of training that are volunteers just to make sure that they create an incredible experience for everyone who's there. Well, that's obvious when we all show up for the real event. Now back to social media marketing itself. You know, what are two or three trends that you're seeing for using social media well in today's marketplace? Well, first of all, we're approaching a zero reach on Facebook organic. And what that means is so many of us that have pages on Facebook and we've developed fans over many years, we're just not getting the metrics we care about. We're not being – our posts are not being seen. As a result, we need to start to master Facebook advertising. So one of the biggest trends is this embracing of having to pay for exposure on Facebook. It's complicated. It's confusing. We have like seven or eight sessions dedicated this to this at the conference. The second major trend is video, Dan. Video is becoming huge. Mark Zuckerberg said there will be a day where almost all people on Facebook will consume exclusively video. And it's not just Facebook. It's YouTube. It's Instagram. It's Snapchat. It's LinkedIn. It's literally everywhere. Marketers need to understand how to create video, how to create different kinds of video, short video, long video, episodic video, all, how to use video advertising. All these things are really two areas that so many marketers do not understand. We were not trained in these kind of things. And these are a big, big trend that I think a lot of people need to develop into the future. You know, and just kind of playing off of that, you talked about there's multiple sessions that will deal with that. Tell people a little bit about the structure of social media marketing world. You have a couple of keynotes, but then in the interim, what's happening? Well, the first day is workshops. So everybody gets to go to workshops in the first day and they're all professional development. Second and third days, we have keynotes and we have breakout sessions and we have 12 simultaneous sessions going on, Dan. So you can choose the sessions that you want to go to. And you can also get the recordings of all the sessions. And this is important for people to understand. If they can't trek to San Diego, they can also get a virtual ticket. And they can, they can consume all the content at their own leisure if they cannot attend. But if they do attend and they purchase the all-access ticket, they're going to get all of those recordings so they can come back to them and study them. It's pretty much three days of an intense study and intense fun and intense networking all wrapped up into a really cool experience. Wow, there is. So there's so much variety in things people can choose from. So they can really narrow down in the area of interest that they have and know that there are going to be sessions that deal with that. And you keep adding to those, and you're a master at giving your own overview of what the trends are and things we need to be paying attention to. Yeah, and if I could just mention a couple things. We have a couple new ticketing options this year. One of them is the creator ticket. So if someone listening is a blogger or a podcaster or a video creator and they want to figure out how to actually make money on the craft that they do, we have an entirely discounted ticket with just those kinds of sessions. We also have a brand new ticketing option called a a community ticket. The community ticket is just networking and the keynotes, and that's our most economical option. So there's a little bit of something for everyone. Like if you're like me and you don't go to sessions and you go to network, we've got an option for you as well. You know, I wasn't aware of that. That's 
awesome. That is too cool. You know, I joke sometimes about the fact that when I go to conferences like this, I put more value on the networking, the informal connections with people, lunches and all that, than the actual session presentations, because I know I can go back to those. What I can't replicate are the meetings with people personally. That's cool that you got an option for that alone. Wow. Exactly. And I think that's going to be a real popular one this year. Well, we know this is taking place in San Diego. San Diego is not a bad place to visit for whatever reason. But what are a couple other cool things in San Diego that people shouldn't miss taking advantage of the time to come there? Oh, my gosh. Well, first of all, it's a great time of year. Weather is generally 65 to 70 degrees, February 28th through March 2nd. In San Diego, we've got uh, the world-famous San Diego Zoo. We've got SeaWorld. We've got Legoland. If you have kids, uh, about 90 minutes to the north is is Walt Disneyland and Universal Studios. So, And then we've got 70 miles of beaches. We've got golfing. There's so much to do in San Diego. It is definitely a world-class tourist destination. And by the way, the convention center is literally right there on the ocean. So you get a chance to sit outside, look at the ships and everything else. So um, make a vacation out of it and learn while you're having some fun. We have always done that. As you know, we usually have other family members, Miller family members show up there. We add a couple days at the beginning or end, and we go to the Maritime Museum. You know, we go to the Crab Hut. Old Town San Diego is right there across from the convention center. So, yeah, we look forward to the informal times as well as the conference itself. Well, hey, I'll I'll give people the uh, unique links to the conference and all the things that you talked about there. I think that pretty well covers it. Man, this has been awesome, Michael. I don't know people are going to be inspired in my audience to join us there. We do special things for the 48 Days crowd. We always have my mastermind, special dinner and other meetups there. So we'll look forward to having a whole crowd there to join you in February at Social Media Marketing World. Thanks for your time, man. Thank you, Dan. Now, a couple other things. Let me just clarify what's going to happen there at Social Media Marketing World. We're going to have a 48 days table in that big networking plaza that you heard Michael talk about. We're going to have a table set up there. We're going to have members of my 48 days mastermind there to offer free coaching sessions. Now we'll promote this through the Facebook group for social media marketing world. And uh, we're going to have that taking place on Friday of the event. And I'm going to block out the lunch hour specifically on Friday for any 48 days member community members to eat lunch with us. Joanne's going to be there too. I mean, this is how you open up doors of opportunity to move forward with your own success. So we're going to have that, those things happening there at social media marketing world. Again, I'll put a link in the show notes. You can go and see all the options that Michael talked about for ways you can get tickets there. I love the fact that they've got a ticket now where you can go and not even go to the, the conference sessions that, at all, but just simply go to the networking area and get to meet people. And that's a pretty cool option. Uh, I, I don't actually recommend that. I mean, I think if you're going to go, you ought to access everything that there is to be available but uh, it is pretty cool that they have that as an option. So those are some of the conferences. That's one, but you hear me talk about the others. I'll put a um, note about all those other conferences that I mentioned, but now's the time to be planning out. What are you going to do in 2018 to really elevate your success? And one of the ways you do that is by investing in your own personal development. There's nothing I've experienced that has the rate of return as an investment 
like investing in myself. And I hope it doesn't sound selfish or egocentric, but investing in myself is where I get big return. Then I can be generous in lots of ways because those investments turn into things that are very productive. Well, David says, let me move on here. David says, to self-publish or not. I'm a big fan. Appreciate your contribution to the betterment of the world community. Listen to your podcast regularly, and I have read 48 Days to the Work You Love. You've inspired me to write a series of interactive books that engage the readers on several different levels using historical mysteries and the reader's sleuthing abilities to solve crimes. This project combines my love of history with my love of research and writing. My question is, should I self-publish the work through Amazon and the Kindle self-publishing outlet? If so, how do I copyright the material? How do I self-promote when self-publishing? Okay, several questions there. Uh, a couple different things that I'll address. You, you can self-publish through Amazon. You know, usually people are using CreateSpace, which is a division of Amazon, but you can go there and that makes the book available in Kindle format, in an actual physical format. You can buy them yourself so that you have them when you speak at events. I mean, it's a great way to go. Very low risk. You don't have to commit to big numbers or anything like that. Now, the individual books are a little bit more expensive than what I'm used to because you are just getting those in small quantities, and rightfully so. That's still a better way to do it than to print 10000 you know, with money that you borrowed from your grandmother and then having a garage full of books you don't know what you're going to do. That's not the way to start. Start with something like Amazon create space. It's a great way to start. I mean, there are other things that you can do if the book really has legs. I mean, this last year, I got a manuscript asking for an endorsement from Karen Putz, who's a friend of ours. She wrote a book, Unwrapping Your Passion. And I said, oh my gosh, Karen, I said, this is, this is better than just putting it out self-publishing it. I connected her with David Hancock, CEO and founder of Morgan James Publishing. Uh, they published the book. It's beautifully done. And she just had her launch at book signings at bookstores all over the country. It was an amazing launch for a beautifully done book. So there's certainly options um, for that as you become more of a player in the writing game. But Amazon CreateSpace is certainly an okay place to start. Now, let me, let me give an example. I got a note a couple weeks ago from a guy. His name is Ahmed. And he said, uh, I hope this fine. sent to me personally. Now, this isn't a really unique approach to getting a book traction. I had never seen this before. As a matter of fact, I forward this on to some of my publisher friends, including David Hancock, who loved what this guy has done. So Ahmed did this. He wrote his book, a you know, personal note to me, sent out. Finally, after five years of hard work, I got this book. I want to make it a reality. And his book is titled Efficientpreneur, A Practical Guide to Transition from Employee to Efficient Entrepreneur. So they got my attention right off the bat. He says, we launched the book in an in a unique way here because he wants to get some honest reviews before they release the book to the open market. So he sent notes to people like me, and I have no idea how many he sent out. But he sent notes to people like me and said, here's the deal. To make this work, he said, you know, to, to have a review that is really an honest review on Amazon, you have to be a verified purchaser. See, so if somebody just says, you know, here's my book, I'll give it to you for free. Please go write a review. That's seen differently. That's seen as having bias. So the reviews that are really 
valued are those from verified buyers. So he said, to make this work, what I've done is lower the price as low as I could. It's 99 cents to download the Kindle version of my book. He said, if you would please do that, write a review, just an honest review, but it'll show up as such. And then let me know that you've done that. Contact me through my PayPal account and I'll pay you $2. Now, I love the uniqueness of that. I love the creativity of that. And that's exactly what he did and what I did. I was delighted to do that. I paid 99 cents, downloaded his book. It is really well done. Happy to leave him a review. He just asked me incidentally if I'd be on his podcast. I went to look at it. It's called um, Be Efficient. TV. It is remarkable in how professionally done it is. And also when I saw some of the people that he's interviewed, I said, absolutely, I'll be a guest of yours on there. So he's leveraging that, but he did it in a really unique way. Now, let me give you another example here about how to get in the scheme of writing. In the 40 Days Eagles community, James Woosley is an active member there. James Woosley and Jennifer Harshman put together a project. Now, what they do is they take people's written content and create books. I mean, they've done books for lots and lots of people. I mean, you can, um, God, you know, I don't know James's site. I should know his site. But if you're in the Eagles community, you can certainly just search for James Woosley, find him and see the books that he's done for lots and lots of people that I know. Beautifully done. Anna Skates was one of the books that he just did. Um, did a book for um, Jill. Oh my gosh, I can't think of Jill's last name. But he did a book for um, Rebecca Townsend. I mean, he did, he's done lots and lots of books. So he and Jennifer put together this project. They said, give us a submission, 250 to 300 words, and we'll put together an inspirational book for people in the 48 Days Eagles community. Now he didn't know, he asked my permission. And I said, oh, absolutely. That sounds wonderful. You know, what an opportunity for people to submit something, people who have never had anything published before, as well as people who have, but he just, he created the guidelines for what that needed to look like, simple submission form, and said he hoped to get 48. So if he got 48 of those, he'd put it out as a little inspirational book. Well, as of yesterday, he had received 256 submissions from members in the Eagles community. I absolutely love what's going on there. I love that project to see that come to life like that and to see people who are saying, wow, you know, I don't have to get a publishing deal. I don't have to do a whole book. I don't have to go through all the details of getting something up on CreateSpace or in the Kindle version, you know, on Amazon. I can just write out a little thought that I've had, a nice little blog, an inspirational piece, a little personal story, whatever you want it to be, and submit it and be part of a published book. I mean, how cool is that to be actually a published author in a very non-threatening way? So they have 256 submissions. Now, the deadline was supposed to be this last Monday. Uh, they've extended that to... Well, actually, it's going to be close by the time this is up Friday, December 1st. That's today when this podcast goes live. So they, they do have to cut it off so they can get that printed. But what an amazing process to have people be able to be part of something that's going to actually turn into a printed book like that. Well, hey, to check it out, we got a, we got a cool thing going on right now. You've heard me talk about 48 Days Eagles. If you just go to 48dayseagles.com slash trial, you'll see that you can get a two-week trial in this 
amazing community that I talk about for $1. $1. You can get a trial in there for two weeks. And then if you want to continue, it'll continue at the current rate of $30. Now we're getting ready. Of course, it's going to raise to $48 a month, but right now it's 30. So you can go in there and check that out. Hey, one more quick question I want to get to here. This comes from Justin, who is the one who said, I recently quit a job that I hated. Um, now I'm doing substitute teaching. I've talked to Justin. He's doing substitute teaching where the pay is essentially about $7 and 50 cents an hour. I mean, it's horrendous that it is what it is. He doesn't have, this is another thing. He doesn't have a college degree. He says, oh, it's not required. You're essentially just babysitting. Substitute teaching, no college degree of any kind, no advanced training. And he's getting paid minimum wage to do that. It's sad in so many levels, can't even go there. He says, I'm desperate to find work that I enjoy, can support myself. I'm depressed, frustrated, have some health issues, financial difficulties. Well, I talked to him, you know, he's so eager to find something that's really meaningful, but this is not the time and he's not in a position where he has the luxury of really doing that. Now, what I'm saying is he doesn't have the luxury of just sitting back and doing the introspection that I encourage people to do to really figure out what their dream is, what their calling is, how God has gifted you. No, he's backed himself into a corner. He needs to get out today and get a job. And I told him how to do that. I said, create a focus. Don't go out there like you have been just looking for whatever there is. Don't do that. Get a focus. If you enjoy sports and being outdoors, then identify places like REI, Sports Academy, um, Bass Pro Shop, Cabela. I mean, places like that. Go to places like that and say, this is the kind of thing that I was that I really enjoy doing. At least create a focus so you go out there with making yourself appealing at some level as a candidate. But in doing that, the way people are hiring right now, Gal, you're going to get a job opportunity immediately just doing that. Then having done that, that is step one. Then step two is knowing it doesn't have to be your dream job, but at least a way to pay the, pay the rent. In his case, he has a $600 mortgage. Well, it's not very high, but you can't even pay that if you don't have any income. Get a job. Just get a job. It doesn't have to be your dream job, but then you can take a deep breath and then you can start the process of knowing what it is that you want to do long term. Hey, just a quick reminder here right at the end. You're listening to real life stories of people, real life questions. You got a question, you can shoot it into askdan at 48days.com. Well, golly, we're out of time already. Getting ready to move into the very tail end here. I love doing these podcasts. Love connecting with you, hearing your questions. We're going to have a whole lot of these links in the show notes for today. You can go there and see all the things that I mentioned, including how to get that $1 trial membership at 48 Days Eagles, 48dayseagles.com slash trial. You can get that there. But uh, check out the resources there. This is a time to be planning for what you want the next year to be. You can decide now. You don't just wait and see what happens. Decide now. And in deciding, getting clarity about what you want it to be, you'll be amazed how that new reality starts coming into view. Well, thanks for being part of this community, for this growing group of people who are, in fact, finding or creating work that is meaningful, fulfilling, and profitable.